Old Shmuel came into the base medrash. The Bacharim, who had been bent over the Gemaras practically all day long, now closed them one after another and walked up to old Shmuel, who was warming himself at the large oven. He seemed quite unaware of all of the boys who were standing behind him. Slowly he turned around, smiled at them, and said, Well, boys, how did you learn today? A guten Abend, replied the boys. Baruch Hashem, we were good boys and we learned diligently all day. And now we deserve a story. Please tell us about your life in the army. The boys knew a great deal about old Shmuel's life in the army. He had been snatched from his parents' house when he was quite a young boy and had undergone many trials and tribulations by Elenu. He had been placed in the care of a muzhik on a distant farm. This was the fate of many Jewish boys, and so many of them became completely estranged from Yiddishkeit. They could remember nothing, and they knew nothing about their beautiful heritage. But that was not the case with old Shmuel. He clung to his Yiddishkeit with all of his heart, and like so many other brave Jewish boys, he returned home a fiercely loyal Jew. These boys were called Nikolai soldiers because it was the Tsar Nikolai who had put into place this cruel system with the aim of russifying all of the Jews, Rachman al-Litzlan. So Shmuel told the boys to sit down and began his story. After we were taken from our parents, we traveled for many days to a remote army camp. We were brought into a large courtyard. There were many boys there. Most of them were terrified and crying. We were led out to the middle of the courtyard, and soon an old, mean sergeant appeared. He eyed us very sternly, and when he noticed that we were all carrying a little siddur or a tilim, and all of the boys were wearing tzitzis, and some were even clutching their tefillin, he became furious. He called to two other soldiers in Russian, which we did not understand, and they quickly built a fire in the middle of the courtyard. All of us stood there terrified, thinking that we were going to be burned in the fire unless we agreed to join their religion. But I was not frightened, because I remembered the story of Rabbi Akiva and the other sages who joyfully offered their lives al-Kiddush Hashem, to sanctify the name of Hashem. I decided that no matter what would happen, I would keep my promise to my parents and always remain a loyal, proud Jew. The sergeant cleared his throat and shouted out an order in a voice so mean that it nearly swept us off our feet. Every one of you Jews, come to the fire, throw in your books and any other Jewish things you have with you. Do it immediately. Not one single boy made any attempt to obey. So the sergeant repeated his order, said Shmuel, but we all clung even harder to our sacred little things which our dear parents had given us at our tearful parting. All right, 
said the sergeant in a soft voice. I will be nice to you. Here, look at this. The sergeant took out from his pocket a gold watch and a chain. You see this gold watch and chain? I will give it as a gift to the first boy who will come up and throw his books into the fire. Come on, boys. You won't need these worthless books anymore anyway. Come, the first one will get this nice watch. The sergeant held up his shining gold watch and chain. We didn't realize at the time, but he had no intention of giving it to us. But even so, not one of us was even tempted. Finally, he marched straight up to me. I was the tallest boy there. What is your name? he asked. Shmuel, I replied. How old are you, Shmuel? I will be nine on the first day of Hanukkah, I replied. Hanukkah? he growled. Forget about Hanukkah. There's no more Jewish holidays. There's no more Jewish anything for any of you boys. Now, Shmuel, be a good boy. I will make you a commander of this Jewish battalion. You will get a nice uniform and this shiny watch and chain. Now, throw your book into the fire and be a good example for the other boys. I will do nothing of the sort, I said firmly. A terrific slap in the face threw me off my balance. Two of my teeth fell out, but they were loose anyway. I got up and spat out the blood that was in my mouth. If I had been a little stronger, I would have hit back. But I was no match for the huge sergeant. He then called to his orderly and ordered him to take my little prayer book from me by force. I struggled hard, and I fought as best as I could. But what can a young boy like me have done against Ivan, the grown-up orderly? He overpowered me. He tore my sitter from my grasp and gleefully threw it into the fire. Oh, how I cried! I thought my heart would break with pain. What did my little sitter ever do to these cruel, evil men? How could they burn it? The fire began to eat up my sitter. The charred pages flew up into the air, higher and higher. Oi, Sidderal, I cried. Fly away to my dear mother and father. Tell them that I did not allow you to be taken from me, but rather you were taken by force. Tell them I fought hard for you, but you were snatched from me, just as I was snatched from my parents. But don't worry, Mummy and Tati. I'm old enough. I know all of the tefillahs balpeh. I promise you I will never miss a single tefillah as long as I may live. And with that, Shmuel finished his story. The boys sat there in silence. They all had tears in their eyes. It seemed to them that it was not old Shmuel who had spoken, but the nine-year-old Shmuel who was the same age as those boys. They were so proud of him. Each one of them pictured themselves in that courtyard, facing down the sergeant and the orderly near the blazing fire. They could hear the voice of Shmuel defying the sergeant, and they felt themselves that they were also so proud that they would defy the sergeant as well.